It's been a rocky few months for sterling. The currency has fallen more than 7% since May, and earlier this month it dropped to a two-year low against the euro. Concerns have been raised over the impact any further falls could have. The decline may lead to increased consumer prices, for example. But what does the falling pound mean for pension schemes? I'm Sophia Imerson, Deputy Editor at Pensions Expert. I'm joined today by Shokat Bunglawala, Head of Goldman Sachs Asset Management's Global Portfolio Solutions Business, and Simeon Willis, Chief Investment Officer at XBS Pensions Group. Hi, Bo. Hi. Uh, firstly, Shokat, for what are the main reasons behind the drop in sterling and, and how long has this been going on for? Well, if we take a step back, we can look at this relative um, to the world's reserve currency, the dollar, and we can also look at it through various episodes in the past few decades where sterling has suffered significantly. If we were to look at previous periods going back into the mid-80s, there was a period at that stage where sterling was very low relative to the dollar, but much of the story there was was more about dollar strength given the US economic policies that then saw sterling strengthen pretty significantly after the Plaza Accords. In the early 90s, we obviously had the ERM episode where uh, similarly sterling fell from around two to the dollar to about one and a half. Then we had the tech bubble, which saw another depreciation in sterling. And then the global financial crisis, which saw a similar move um, to the one that we saw during the ERM episode. Um, And the most recent of which um, has been obviously the 2016 referendum. To look at all of those scenarios, the one thing that's worth noting is there are certain periods that have been driven by overall global market slowdowns that typically has seen sterling depreciate. And the most recent episode has been more about the uncertainty associated with the UK's exit from the European Union. So the most recent trend down um, to about 1.2 to the dollar has clearly been more related to to the Brexit negotiations and the posture that the UK government has taken towards the European Union's negotiations on, on Brexit. The downward trend clearly, therefore, as a result since 2016, has been more related to the EU's negotiations on um, Brexit. We'd see this now as a, um, a, a, a pivotal event, clearly an uncertain environment in terms of the relative direction. But the most recent trend down has clearly been related to the uncertainty factor hanging over the um, negotiations. And what does the falling pound mean for UK pension funds and, and other institutional investors? Should they be worried? Sure. So it's important to look at this in the context of the position a pension scheme typically has in terms of its asset allocation. To the extent that a pension scheme is well diversified and it's got a global approach to investing, you'll typically find that the effect associated with the declining sterling is reasonably small. On the rate side, um, in terms of hedging liabilities, you'll typically find most of those exposures already in sterling and therefore there's minimal, if any, effect. As it relates to the growth portfolio, you typically find that most managers and most schemes will have a significant hedge back to sterling, regardless of the global approach that they've taken to investing. And as a result, any unhedged exposure that they've got would actually typically benefit given it will have a higher value in sterling terms. So we don't think that there's anything un, um, significant to be concerned about as it relates to the drop in sterling value most recently. There may be an opportunity to take advantage of crystallizing gains um, from those unhedged exposures. As a note, um, year-to-date global equity market returns on an unhedged basis are 7% greater than they are on a hedge basis. So there is a windfall benefit there that pension trustees could look to take advantage of by just locking in. Uh, But 
beyond that, we wouldn't see an undue concern. It's worth noting, however, that if the driver behind further depreciation in sterling is driven by weakness in the UK economy, um, then that's worth looking at risk management in the broader sense, including sponsor covenant. And Simeon, what are your views on the fall in sterling and, and what that could mean for pension schemes? The impact is is quite surprising on pension schemes because you would think that a fall in the, the pound is unhelpful uh, where you've got a um, an industry that's based in the UK. But actually, uh, as, as has been said, the uh, the fall in the value of the, the sterling investment um, uh, is, is a neutral impact for a pension scheme because it has liabilities in sterling. Um, and in fact, uh, it's, a, it's a good thing um, where you have investments outside of the UK. So in general, schemes have done very well, in particular out of the, the falls in 2016 in sterling, uh, because their foreign um, uh, investments appreciated in value where they weren't hedged. Um, we also saw an impact in terms of the uh, UK equity market because uh, a falling Sterling makes um, exports more competitive, and that was actually a bit of a boost to the economy, um, and uh, and we saw that coming through in market returns. That has ebbed and flowed since, and we've had uh, undulations in terms of uh, the underlying activity of, of UK companies and the amount of investment, and we're seeing signs that things are dropping off. Uh, we've had a quarter of um, falling output now uh, for Q2, and uh, there's a number of areas of uncertainty around the services sector uh, and things like auto manufacturing where the uh, level of investment has dropped off. The underlying market impact of sterling depreciating in itself isn't a bad thing, but what it represents could be a bad thing for pension schemes because it's an indicator of the strength of the economy and, and the activity that's taking place. So is there anything that schemes should be doing in response in terms of how they manage their assets? Well, I'd see it that the the key risk that pension schemes are are exposed to at this point in time is the risk that currencies bounce back. So um, uh, the sterling bounces back. So um, the impact that could have is unravelling the the, um, strong performance that they've had from these overseas investments, and it could could go the other way. So what what scenario could that happen in? Well, that's that's if we have a good deal or, or a good outcome to the Brexit negotiations, which actually the market on balance thinks will happen although there's a, there's a, a, a pretty uh, substantial risk that it doesn't happen that's been growing um, over recent weeks. So what can pension schemes do? Well, whilst it might seem slightly counterintuitive, taking this as an opportunity to move more in the strategic direction of, of hedging, which is a good place to be in general anyway, and using this as an opportunity to lock in those appreciations in those uh, overseas assets, that would be a good opportunity to take advantage of and, uh, and avoid the whipsawing effect of sterling appreciating following a good outcome. But uh, this is a risk. We don't know which way it's going to go. And it does have some knock-on impacts in various other aspects. So we could see inflation rising if we see a continued depreciation of sterling because we're going to find uh, importing goods and services more expensive as we saw in 2017 as that flowed through from the 2016 depreciation and that has a negative impact on on pension schemes. So there are a number of activities that uh, schemes can undertake to make sure that they're, uh, they have a balanced exposure, looking at the currency exposure but also looking at wider exposures, um, the extent to which they have um, UK equity exposure and, and they might be biased towards that compared to the global economy. Reducing those biases could be helpful and also taking steps to uh, hedge against uh, inflation could be useful as well. So more generally then, what do you think the outlook is for sterling? Sure. So it, it, there clearly is a significant uncertainty factor 
hanging over Sterling at the moment, given these Brexit negotiations, given the looming 31st October um, deadline. So it's pretty challenging to try to call this one way or another. I think the overarching um, point here is to be thoughtful from a risk management perspective about the overall level of exposure that you have to currencies and um, strategies outside of the UK relative to the amount that you're hedging back to the UK. So the starting point in all um, uh, pension scheme asset allocation decisions should be about being thoughtful about taking a diversified approach. If to the extent that there's a significant bias towards the UK equity market, recognizing that's a very small portion of the global um, equity market, making sure that there's a diversified approach there. Um, as well would be certainly very prudent. In terms of tactically trying to position um, ahead of these um, uh, particular negotiations, um, we'd argue against that, just recognising the challenge of um, trying to call that one way or the other, notwithstanding the fact that it may appear as though sterling looks very attractively valued relative to its historic fair value. Um, there may be an opportunity um, after these negotiations or the uncertainty factor has been removed to try to take advantage of positioning at that stage. But again, um, reserving that for a tactical program rather than um, managing for, for the long term. The overarching picture here is one of um, being thoughtful around the overall exposure that one has to, um, to, to sterling versus other currencies. Um, in their portfolios, and they're broad, they broadly should be well hedged at both the liability side and the asset side. Simeon, would you agree with that? Yeah, so the way we do that in practice is to have a look at the, the, the split of exposures across the portfolio, and that's looking through to the underlying assets, because you can sometimes get caught up in the reporting currency, which can be different to the underlying currency that you actually want economic exposure to. So you take a clear picture of the portfolio and your exposures, and then you can look and, and see at which um, currency risks you can remove and which ones you want to keep on, because they uh, you might consider them to be rewarded. So as a bit of a rule of thumb, if it's a bond investment in the developed market, we'd, we'd recommend a high level of hedging. If it's an equity investment, then somewhere between 50 and 100% hedged is a good place to be. There's, there's different schools of thought as to exactly how much hedging you want for an equity portfolio because of some of the dampening effects that you can have uh, in terms of equity returns offsetting some currency movements. I, I as a personal preference, to, uh, prefer a higher level of hedging rather than a lower, but um, there is a range of positions there. And then emerging market currencies, you'll probably want to leave most of that on the table. And uh, and if you are concerned about that risk, uh, it might be one of, of uh, adjusting the overall allocation to emerging markets rather than choosing to hedge because they can be very expensive. Thanks, Simeon. Thanks, Shoka. For more on pension scheme investment, please visit pensions-expert.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.